Called this episode uninspired. Back in the saddle, is it the or something <laughs> similar? And back in saddle again. Yeah, Trevor, good to see you. Yeah, I feel like I'm being interviewed now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we called thing? you in here for this performance review. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's an intervention. <laughs> you've been doing. You've been eating too much game meat. Crap. <laughs> but you cook it, so that's cool. Hey. <laughs> That's, I mean, I would eat that shit raw before I would something from the store. Oh yeah, Man. I think that's one of the secrets to it, right? Like eating yeah. raw food is like it's the source. Yeah, if you cut it off of the bone from the thing that you took the life of, you're probably okay. Okay, okay. I, at least I sort of understand your pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. The other side of that, where you're just like, this pork chop came from somewhere that I trust. Like, I accidentally made the. Nah. <laughs> fucking perfect soft boiled eggs yesterday. Accidentally? Accidentally. Uh, yeah. Because okay. I wasn't in the room when the water started to boil. Okay. So I didn't know how long. I was like, I'll just take them off. Fuck it. See what happens. And then the yolks were <sighs> perfect? Perfect. Shit. I've been trying to do it my whole life, you know, by yeah. watching intently. Yeah. And never quite so, getting there. So the old wives' tale is true. <laughs> the watch pot never boiled. Yeah. Bo- yeah. <laughs> or, or it, yeah. Or it boils at a different temperature because I am observing it. Well, yeah, I think that, <laughs> or something that like falls that. into <laughs> physics. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The observer effect or something. I, I've i been fairly uninspired by food. I've been just eating to get by. Mm. Like most Americans. No, a little bit different. I still pick good food. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I mean emotionally, not necessarily food choice. No, I think the opposite. <laughs> I haven't like really cared what it tastes like. I just eat it and get on with my day. Ugh. Man, I've I got mean, like a, this is like a warped bad, dystopian but. Blade Runner version of food that I'm hearing over here. <laughs> I mean, it's still like a steak or something. I just like <laughs> how it's prepared. I was just like, whatever, cook it and put it in my mouth. So, in, so you're not even the one eating it. You're just like, open kind the of. Mouth, chew, yeah, chew, I just chew, swallow chew, chew, it whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, this thing? Got this um, brisket in the sous vide that's been in there for 21 hours. Oh, now. Sh- no shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's it marinated in? Um, so it is just peppered and rubbed mm. um, in the dry. In, so, yeah, and then um, I'll probably f- I'm try. A lot of times I torch finish, but I think this I'm, I'm gonna um, put it in a cast iron skillet, sear it, and either sear it or, and then something in the oven maybe for a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I want the outside to be kind of crispy. Yeah. Mm. Well, you could sear it and then flip it, sear it, and then put it in the oven on the cast iron. Just to warm up the uh-huh. temp, yeah. I do it pecking style. What's that? You just put it in a cast iron with a lot of butter, buttery goodness and whatever uh-huh. herbs you want. And as the butter fries, you just keep putting the f- the hot butter over the top of over it. Over the top. So it gives it like an overall deep fried effect. Okay. Interesting. Needs a beak though. Yeah, it yeah. definitely needs to be. I did it to some cod one time, and it was like the best cod I've ever had. 
just works great with scallops too. Pecking stuff. Yeah, some garlic, some you know, herbs in the butter, so it keeps mm-hmm. like infuses a little bit. That's pretty good. Look at that, I'm already becoming inspired to See? eat different foods. I'm changing your life, right? You know, one right? <clears throat> one meal at a time. Just took you sitting in a dark room, sorta. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A it's a light room, room now because we have had the lights replaced in here. That's <laughs> impressive. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> the the two so bulbs that were there is actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the two bulbs that were hanging on for dear life weren't really cutting it anymore so yeah. I think we had to finally <laughs> please replace me yeah. it's been eight years <laughs> so you've been traveling a bunch you went out to yeah um, Winter Strong I did which was a Sornex event mm-hmm. and you competed in what what's the whole premise behind that thing so Bert um, Soren mm-hmm. his father started. Sorenex, mm-hmm. what, f- almost 50 years ago, I want to say, maybe 40-something. Uh, they make strength training equipment, mm-hmm. and that was about the end of um, how far that was going to go. Not in a bad way. It's just that was that was the premise. That's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do with the company, and Bert came along, and um, all the stuff that his dad had been able to teach him and show him growing up, hunting and being outdoors and the amount that he'd grown the business – he was impressed by it. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know, this is really cool. And I, I want other people to experience this sort of, I don't know, a community type of feeling mm-hmm. that his dad encouraged at the business. So they've been doing Summer Strong, which is basically like a, how how Fitness Expo really should be. Oh, right. right. Like they invite people and they have yeah. classes, courses. Yeah. Um, you can participate yeah. in events or not. or FitCon? Yeah. It's like FitCon, but actual. Oh right, okay. <laughs> um, but better, it's not. It's not a convention. It's invite only. Okay. And so three years ago, they started Winter Strong, and Winter Strong is more geared towards outdoorsmen, fitness people, military, all combining. Because Bert's had the opportunity to train or make gyms for some of the tier one groups. Oh yeah. He's done work for all the academies, um, and then a crap ton of major league sports teams from hockey to baseball to football. Right. So because, and he was a world-class level hammer thrower, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a giant. He looks terrifying. And he is terrifying. <laughs> and so what he wanted to do was he wanted to combine that with all the people that he knows in the hunting space mm. and the outdoor space. So survival experts, uh, tier one military guys, shooters, archers, guides, and they put it all together. And the thing has grown and they want to keep it smaller. So when you show up there... Most of the people are camping in tents yeah, um, on purpose. The idea behind that being, you know, so many of you take out the people that are guides, <laughs> probably don't spend a lot of time in tents um, and or physically uncomfortable and then have to perform the next day. Right. So for a couple day event, people are forced to do that. Mm. And during that time frame, what, February in South Carolina, it can be kind of cold, wet, and crappy. Mm-hmm. But that's on purpose. That right. was that was the design of the event was we want this to be a little cold, wet, and crappy. Teach people a little bit of self-reliance hygiene-wise, mentally yeah. and physically. Not not too much physically, but mental hygiene can become a big thing in that kind of environment. <laughs> it isn't super shitty. Hmm. Um, so he brings in people like Laura Zara, the Naked and Afraid winner multiple oh, times correct. over. It's like a survival stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of world-class level shooters he brought in uh Volkortsen, which they make probably the nicest 22s i've ever touched in my life okay. Pist- pistols and rifles and they just run a huge event being you get to see forging you get to 
sleep outside in a tent. You get to watch people cook over open fire. Yeah. Learn and talk to all these people. Or Clancy said they did like some like uh, smoked bear. Yeah. Like so open they source did, smoked bear. With they like, did smoked bear. They did barbecued bear. They did yeah. wild boar, um, white tail, turtle soup. I mean, uh. the whole gamut of game meat that people might never touch or yeah. see. Um, skills that you might never get a chance to participate in, like shooting flu-flu arrows, which are normal traditional arrows, but with big, huge feathers on the end. So you can shoot them at aerial targets. Oh. So it's skeet shooting with arrows. Oh, it's super fun, right? <laughs> which could be ridiculous yeah. if you didn't have that on the back end to slow their fall down. Uh, so they only go like 100 yards. Whoomph. And then they fall gently to earth. Exactly. They don't. So you know, it's not like a lawn dart. Yeah, you're not going to shoot a 400-yard arrow that's gone forever. Right, yeah, yeah, gotcha. So it's super cool to, to do that. And then uh, they had a guy come out, Andy, oh, I want to say it's Mokul, but he runs something called Flip Flop. He's like the Flip Flop guy oh. on social media. And he literally takes whole deer legs, and his family's been doing this for generations, cooks them over an open fire, and then flips it, and shaves off like the top just less than quarter inch uh-huh. and feeds it to people and then continues flipping it. Oh, like a, it. like a lamb, like a, ro- a rotary yeah. lamb or something like they do for Euro meat. Yes, like okay. that, except it's flipping an entire leg of deer. Yeah. It's fantastic. Tastes great. You get all the open pit fire and everybody gets to eat at their leisure. Yeah. Anything that's not being eaten, he just puts in a, in a pot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going over there. You can grab it as you want. So it's super cool to see that sort of stuff and have everybody interact. You know, you have guys that are the squadrons that are floating around some guys that are active some guys that are out and then you have people that are just like I don't know you know a friend of Sornex and they do mm. hammer throw or something you would never get all those personalities together and there's zero agenda the agenda is meet people talk to them enjoy what's going on participate with what you want to or don't hmm. that sounds pretty good and it's invite only so if for some reason you don't sort of fit in They'll figure it out, and you yeah. just won't get an invite next year. <laughs> oh, well, right? Nice. Um, Wait, they exclude? It's weird. It's, it sounds <laughs> like discrimination. It does, doesn't sneaky, it? Sneaky, sneaky. Well, is it discriminatory <clears throat> if you don't pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I invited. Mean, well, you have to get we your can ass there. just read the definition, the dictionary definition of discriminate. There's uh, several wrong ones. word Um, (laughs) but Bert Bert and his family um, they they run the event so Mm -hmm. his dad's still alive and he was there Uh, I mean there was some ridiculous shit going on like I watched uh, Brandon Lilly Mm -hmm. pick up by the horn each hand an anvil that weighed over 170 pounds ouch which is terrifying yeah I mean it's ridiculous yeah that's a grip yeah it's scary but there's that stuff going on and you have guys um what's the name Corey hawk he has been building bows his entire life oh he was on the show alone yeah um and he was he shot the entire so there's a team competition the second to last day mm-hmm. he shot the whole competition with a trad bow he made and arrows he made okay yeah they came in second or first <laughs> no, did they win? No. on a trad bow yeah on a trad bow there's 10 teams and they placed Nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, shit like that where you're like, all right, there's some people here that are at the top of their game. Yeah. In a way that's difficult to describe because they have skills that aren't necessarily 
quantifiable in sure. a very specific way. Especially today. Yeah. But they are important. Like that, that's kind of they're the weird, very important. Yeah, there's a weird tradition to like a lot of I don't know survival mm-hmm. skills that get lost, and that I think they'll be needed. And because they won't be around, we'll have to refigure them out. You know, that's for another generation to worry about. But hopefully, it is. Pro- yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's not like next month. Like, hey, uh, how do you use that bow drill? Surprise! I- it's <laughs> April. Yeah, that, that's a. It's an interesting thing. Like, what traditions do we hold on to? And like, make sure that they're at least passed on. And then which ones are kind of a waste, you know? I think we yeah. keep the ones that are kind of a waste and we pa- we like get rid of the really utilitarian ones because they just take a lot of time. How to start a fire, how to like process food, how to harvest meat, all that stuff kind of goes away. I oh, think yeah. there's very few people that understand how to like farm. And it's like, we all, you know, get, we reap the benefits of modern day farming that were built off of the traditional farming and understanding soil and. I mean, just easy animal husbandry stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like just keep this thing alive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you, Hey, let's have you not kill it till next year. Yeah. (laughs) And then you get to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I could keep a, keep a goat alive or a llama. That doesn't count. I know they're like they're invincible I know that's why I've seen them everywhere they are everywhere it's like (laughs) the most common meat right yeah it's goat goat. alpaca tastes so good but there's so I would have a hard time you can wear them oh fantastic I would have a hard time getting an alpaca as a pet and then turning it into a meal well all right only because of how fucking cute they are we'll ease you into this okay I'll have you come over and so last night I bought a chicken coop oh did you really oh yeah Nice. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go all in on this one. Just nice. going to get fucking chickens. All right. So you can come over. We'll have you pick out a chicken. You can be nice to the chicken. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, I'll have you slaughter the chicken. I could do that fairly easily. We'll, I could do that with a cow too. We'll see. It's just <laughs> alpaca. When I hand you a knife and yeah. say, go get him. Go kill Jethro. <laughs> Jeth- <laughs> Jethro. <laughs> <you> it? Jethro <laughs> Toll. <laughs> 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 No, you cannot name one Nickelback. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, if you learn the right way, it's still a little bit hard to do, sure. But it, like gutting sh- fish, I've done all that stuff. It should be hard to do, though. And mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I think I've said this to you guys before, mm-hmm. but I have a hard time hearing hunters have this like pyramid of life mm-hmm. type of mentality, whether it's subconscious or not. Like to them, for some reason big animals yeah are more majestic animals are subconsciously more important and you should put more emphasis on how you feel about taking the life and Mm -hmm. be more thoughtful but a chicken is a pest and so you should just precisely lop lop off or 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 a coyote or a fucking spider you know and for me it's not this like pyramid Mm -hmm. it's just a big pie graph and like some of them take up more of the pie and that's it but it's all part of the fucking pie right Everything's exactly the same amount important, and mm-hmm. so nothing is more or less. So Except mosquitoes. Sh- mosquitoes are not important. Sure. <laughs> well, they've been important to you know the history of the human species. Yeah, yeah. culling us through malaria. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> get with the fucking program, mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should make a, a t-shirt dedicated to the mosquito, <laughs> like, <laughs> thanking it. Surely, I think that I think you're headed down the right path. Gratitude for the mosquito. <laughs> but let's just let's. There, there's got to be. Okay, if we can do mosquitoes, mm-hmm. then we can do rodents. Yeah, 
right? Yeah, I think so. Because we could thank them as well mm-hmm. for for the plague. <laughs> uh, that would be the flea, technically. I mean, the the rat, the rodent was the vessel. It was the vessel? Was yeah. the it's like the host? I yeah, it's like thanking the ship. The but house? really, yeah, that's that, really the. You could have the flea riding a rat. The that's flea true. riding a rat with the mosquito on the back too, <laughs> <laughs> flying right next to it. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> You've all heard our next shirt idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just developed right here in real time. Yeah, the, exactly. It'll be released, uh, maybe. I think that, <laughs> that idea, too, of, of like what animal, I think it is a wrong assumption that, and I would base it off of like levels of sentience that most people make an assumption about. Like yeah. the brain in certain animals or beings, fish, friends, whatever you want to call them, are less complex than in more developed or whatever and therefore it's thought of as less important which is really weird like this is this is why it's wrong to me is um we do the opposite thing with humans right the less developed brain is more sacred i mean you know and and wait, wait, wait uh Sorry, we were I, looking I, at guns. I, I feel like I just missed something. Yeah. I mean, so people are, when children die, it's like outrage, especially babies. Uh. But babies don't even know their own, like they're unaware, right? So their complexity isn't more developed. But a fish being less aware than like a monkey, you f- you don't feel as bad about that dying. But in humans, it's the opposite. Well, but that's purely based on our but putting our quantifiable, it reacts to X stimulus in X way, like us. That's what we're doing. Like we're putting that graphic over it. But why is it? Uh, but then it would be hypocritical. That's what I'm saying, right? Like uh, otherwise when old people would die or people, you know, I think the most tragic thing would be somebody in the middle of their life, right? Like a 30 to 40 year old. Doing what they love. Doing, yeah. The, well, doing what they hate i mean they died of diabetes working at target like that (laughs) that's kind of sounds like love (laughs) corporate why because they worked in the candy aisle yeah i Um, mean bureaucratic corporate love restocked candy and uh you know eat as much as you want Uh, but this is kind of like this is what i don't get about it is like if that's true then when a a child dies and it's you know a a baby dies for whatever reason whether it's murdered or not is kind of that that might change the effect but um because then you have an enemy if it's murdered but if it dies natural causes or bad circumstances or an accident or something i think that gets bitten by a mosquito yeah for example (laughs) the the this is probably the wrong word because most people are going to bet. The blessing that's behind it is they didn't even know they were alive yet, right? That's what adolescent yeah. amnesia comes in. You can't remember anything really before three or four in most people. Yeah. Um, at three, you start to come online and then it becomes probably, you know, there's traumas and all these other things that, um, and not that that stuff can't like correlate from childhood into your adulthood, but for the most part, you don't remember it. And if you don't remember something, you're basically not a person. So in older age, you start to, you know, you get all of these, you know, neurological degenerative disorders and you start to lose your memories and you really stop being the person that you are. Um, your personality changes. In, in which case, if you're unaware, it's also less um, I guess less of a problem of you dying. So this is where I would agree when you go, okay, a fish is, you know, less aware. Um, so it's less sensitive to the pain you're going to inflict on it in order to get a meal. 
the more aware an animal is of its circumstances. And this is why it would probably be um, harder to do with a pet, like killing a pet is very difficult because it's so aware and attuned to what you're treating it like. And if you switch, it almost feels like a betrayal of your relationship with that animal. That, that's really kind of the, the thing that you're finagling. Um, I don't know. Yep. I, I don't put them in a hierarchy other th- I mean, I try to understand why I feel more strongly about mm-hmm. this one or that one. And, and, um, for whatever reason, it, it's like the, the one thing, yeah, the pet probably going to be rough. I mean, I've killed a couple, mm-hmm. but you know, that was the kind thing to do at yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I've, I've thought a bit about bears and I was, re- and you know, reading to traditional bear hunters in Japan mm-hmm. um, and bought this print from Javier Corso for of the when he went to the Matagi province I guess is what it is in, in northern Japan and and, and uh, did a story for National Geographic and and uh, um, about the traditional bear hunters that are still there mm-hmm. and so I found this and he had this print and so and I got one for Trevor actually and then and it, and it made me think a lot about the the bear and I would that's an animal that I would have trouble killing a bear yeah mm. but I don't know why that isn't is it just the little smaller black bears you know if there was a giant ass grizzly which is kind of like a dinosaur i would have trouble killing that just because um they're difficult to kill if (laughs) it was big and stinky and scary would it be easier to yeah i mean when i say difficult it's physically yeah physically exactly you fucking howitzer of some kind apparently um although you know people have gotten lucky just poke it with a stick yeah yeah <laughs> most things die when you poke them with a stick they don't like it when you poke them with sticks yeah, like real sharks weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's you know too much literature or something mm-hmm. about the the relationship with between you know humans and bears especially in that part of the world and mm-hmm. the Ainu culture that you know, we're basically bear worshippers. Yeah. Um, but they hunt them. But they also hunt them. Yes. Because, you know, God should provide life. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people's difficulty in comprehending or having an idea behind putting down an animal mm-hmm. has to do with their lack of an actual relationship with anything in the animal kingdom besides dogs that are so far removed from whatever yeah. we yanked them out of yeah that they don't even resemble wolves sure you know or coyotes or whatever I it mean, was she, that you Lambert gets pretty vicious he's pretty vicious <laughs> he came out and made all sorts of star wars noises <laughs> sounds like r2d2 <laughs> <laughs> like, yes buddy i understand oh, man. But, i feel uh, so bad putting him in nature I, <laughs> <laughs> just confused as shit yeah he would be like where's my wagyu beef <laughs> yeah uh, where's the water dad yeah it's in the river no 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 it goes no. in a bowl it's cold <laughs> over there it's yeah i don't want to get I, my feet wet i think that really is what drives people's um, inability to comprehend it Mm -hmm. because they just don't have a relationship to it. I I think that's a a remarkable thing to admit. People who have lots of ideas and opinions about something that they don't partake in is, is 
you know, a feature of human nature that is probably most disgusting. And it's a distinctly modern feature too. Yeah, th- this comes out often. Like this kind of like I don't know why people ask me this, but it happens. I don't know a couple times a year. They're like, "What do you think about abortion?" And you're like, "I." I mean, it's not that I don't like consider the arguments. It's that I have no opinion on it because I'm, why am I supposed to have an opinion? Well, because everybody has to have an opinion, Trevor. Otherwise, you can't have an Instagram account. Silence is violence. I, <laughs> I'll be violent as fuck. I, well, so and this is where it comes like <clears throat> I'll ask is usually my first thing is to go. Oh, okay. Well, like, do you have a background mm-hmm. in biology? Are you a medical professional? Have you had an abortion? Um, like, have you carried it? Like, are you part of any of this process? And because the the majority of the people that ask me are like born again Christians or people that just want to express their opinion about it because they're very opinionated. They don't about want it. to know yours. They want right. to tell you theirs. Yeah. Look, look, Michael, do you have 10 minutes? <laughs> I've, I've got a bridge. Yeah, Jesus is on it. <laughs> got to sell it to you. Um, it's it's a weird like it's not that you can't think about these things it's like coming and arriving you should be i don't know fairly hesitant to arrive at an opinion for something that you don't partake in especially like hunting's a perfect example of that abortion's like the you know the easy one because it pulls on emotional tugs and maybe you know you had a sister that was aborted or like whatever the (laughs) whatever the thing is that makes you feel like you deserve an opinion but hunting is one of those things that i think is a a perfect example of um something that people have a lot of opinions based off of their non-interaction with it yeah and i think just like a lot of other things you know like abortion or Mm -hmm. politics Mm -hmm. or War, name the thing, right? Mm-hmm. That people haven't participated in themselves. Life, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of people that should. Come on, she worked at Target, man. Should be deeply more. <laughs> That's life. Unsure when they are positive. If you're if you're incredibly sure about a thing, like concretely, this is exactly how I feel. Only, mm-hmm. maybe you should question why. Yeah, 100%. it's it's part of why I. On purpose, I mean, man, it bugs the living crap out of me sometimes, but I intentionally look through either social media accounts or papers or books by people I don't fucking agree with Yeah, uh-huh. and don't think I would ever agree with because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm essentially like validating how I feel about subject matter Yeah, by interacting with the converse of it. Like I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to be so dead set based on nothing sure how i mean how rare do you think that is to do what you're doing because i i did the same thing that you do it's well, fucking aggravating as shit so i doubt people do it man everybody wants to be lazy it I, is very hard so easy to, to be like, like cancel 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 i don't want to listen to any do shit. you know what the hardest thing to do it's easy to listen to people who you think are dumb who yeah. have an opposite opinion it's very difficult to listen to somebody who's more intelligent than you that you still disagree with yeah because you have to okay that's a good point okay shit i never thought about it like that but that really irons out your ability to form like an educated opinion about something like if i can point out a hole in somebody's argument that's actually way better educated about a subject Mm -hmm. okay now i'm on to something because i think i see it a little bit more clear the good effect that comes from that is man they really do change my mind on stuff that i haven't thought about and that that's an interesting feature about it. And I, I admittedly had to do it pretty recently with a, like a lot of different subjects. It enriches your ability 
to have a discussion mm-hmm. and to interact with the world yourself personally. How right common do you think it is <laughs> for people? No, not not to engage in that, mm-hmm. but for someone to um, have a conversation, discussion with one people, a group of people, whatever. Um, and for them to change a deeply held opinion that they already have and they've been living with for a long time. Um, Because we all say, yeah, people change. Except, well, then when they do, we call them flip-floppers if they're politicians. <laughs> or like, like this is kind of the, the weird thing about we appreciate somebody's ability to change, but then we don't foster it in almost any part of society. Right, like... We changed what we thought about masks, and suddenly you're like, "Oh, you flip flopped," and you're like, well, <laughs> "But that wasn't a deeply held opinion, you know, sure. that someone had lived with and you know, and, sh- and and had shaped their life for a long period of time before." Sure, yeah, yeah, right. It's like this is this is convenient or inconvenient. That's that's, that's like the. I think the a more only- I think a more interesting question is why do people feel like it's necessary to attack somebody about changing their mind? Because you, you should you should be flexible, mm-hmm. but if you're flexible, and you actually do decide to change your mind, fuck you because you weren't that person before. We're only going to examine you now so that I can be angry about it or loud you. You know, there's there's these you're two only opinions. angry if somebody disagrees still with you. Yeah. But if they if they've changed to agree with you, you celebrate them, it's which is just bananas. a feature of how, I mean, how we like to reinforce our own beliefs. It, it's like these. It's like I've recently been exposed to a bunch of, uh, well, I keep getting sent these uh, account profiles of oh, nice. dietetics, like people that are- Oh, no shit, into Scientology? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the people that are like, oh, no, just as silly. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty specific. <laughs> no, no, no. The, uh, <laughs> the anti, like, uh, there's groups of- Isn't it called dietetics? I don't know. That I, I heard, okay. I, this thing okay. that I think is called that- <laughs> Look it up. I don't know just, precisely. Was, they might just be speaking out their ass. Either way, it's okay. They claim that they're dietitian type people mm-hmm. that are helping people get healthy. And I just put quotations up because yeah. we're not recording this on tape. So my fingers are doing the quotation thing. Okay, do you got it? Cool. Yeah, it's not real because they're telling people fat shaming's bad and all food is food and everything has nutritional value. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on right now? The reason I bring it up is. Those are people that are only being lauded, and the second that you disagree oh. with them, right? I got it wrong. It's Dianetics. Okay. Dietetics, you're correct. It's about this weird, Idiot yeah, stuff. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> the reason I bring it up is these are people that are now, because they're going, quote, against the norm, but really are going along with the current normalized, no fat shaming, everybody has to be special type of reality. Mm-hmm. They can only be lauded. That's it. But if they flopped and they became, say, keto people Mm -hmm. or went and got a degree in actual biology, Mm -hmm. they would probably get hammered by people that used to be part of their constituency. Uh, Diet diet belief systems are are kind of phenomenal. They're all cults. For sure. Well, there's a uh, Fitzgerald wrote a book a long time ago called Diet Cults. It's it's really one of the best books, just kind of overlapping how funny everything is. Um, how kind of ridiculous it is. And he makes a good argument that a lot of nutrition uh, is rooted in religious belief, like fasting Fuck and yeah. kosher and not particular, like old biblical rules. And that that's kind of where, you know, it gets its power from. I mean, the first 
people to really be subjugated were people that had to farm and protect wheat, right? They were the first ones. Like they're like, all right, cool. So we can make this kind of crappy food, mm-hmm. but it's always here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more, we need yeah. to protect it's it. It's more consistent. So we're gonna have slaves. Okay. I'm in charge of you, so I'm I'm in charge. So I have all the power. There it goes. Now people are now subjugated forever. Thanks, wheat. Dude, think, yeah. dude, <laughs> agriculture. Yeah. yeah agriculture. I, I mean, this Rock is on. I, I called it, you <laughs> so know. So let's cancel this, that. This, fucking bread. <laughs> fucking agriculture is racist. <laughs> Oh, it's not only that, it's sexist. I mean, it's the first form, like getting rid of egalitarian society is the first form of the patriarch because plows were generally used by stronger people. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, females having less ability in their upper body strength weren't as good at working the plows. So they, but could, they could rear go the, out and they could rear the children that could they work make the more plows. plow bearers. Yeah. And from there, you also have basically where the dowry started. Like egalitarian societies are fairly free. In fact, women were very much like in most societies able to choose their own mate. And it wasn't till agriculture that it became a dowry and women became sold as property. With extra property. With other properties. Yeah. Uh, you know, a cat trade a cow, trade a couple, whatever. Yeah. She's totally worth like three alpacas. And, and this is kind of like, why isn't traditional marriage? Like, <laughs> why isn't traditional marriage canceled as a feature of something that has come from such a fucking horrendous practice selling we, like you're selling people. We have such a dystopian, ridiculous upside down version of all like, let's be equal. Everybody gets to choose their mate. But <laughs> if you want to be polyamorous, Fuck you too. Oh, like, totally. What the fuck this is going so, on? Like, you can make your own choices as long as you don't disagree with me or my beliefs. <laughs> I do love this. What? This like, like reasoning, I, right? I, that makes total sense to me, Trevor. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you can put the puzzle together however you want, but if you're wrong, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Well, for this it. is the whole thing about like you know I'm a you know I'm just a good old American you know Christian and I believe in traditional marriage. And there's two things there going on. You're like, wait, you want to buy, you want to purchase a woman for like cattle? Like you want to make a dowry? That sort of tradition? No, no, no. Fast forward into the tradition that I use, not where marriage actually came from. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the next one is like, you know, because it was Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. I'm like, hold on. Like, (laughs) (laughs) your argument for not progressing what we're doing in society or like, you know, changing contractual agreements is based on the fact that you think that two people populated the entire earth. 6,000 so, years ago. <laughs> some, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw it in. There. Yeah, Somewhere. You're welcome. In one of the books, multiverses. Okay. In multiverses. This, yeah. In this 5D life, it was Adam and Steve. Ooh. And that didn't last long. I mean, like we can't make. They're like, we keep trying. No, we keep. I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue that they're in a universe that's actually better because they didn't attach this like ongoing relationship to something that can't conceivably work. Instead, they marry for pleasure and they procreate as duty. But if, but (laughs) but if. You mean if, what humans did for 99% of yes. human existence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, didn't I, even, I, they didn't even marry. They just partnered. Sure, yeah, partnered. Kind of. Yeah. Like, sometimes. Okay, but there were two, right? If then there was only two. two. Th- from two come none in that case, as far as I can tell. Unless or there is really some, weird. No, or, they're really woke. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought I was gonna. I was about to argue for divine intervention of some kind. Just be like, uh, how man, is you that? guys are doing it wrong. Look, Zeus how is that Zeus going down? No, wait a second. How can you argue that it can't be Adam and Steve because two guys can't procreate, but you do think a virgin can have the child of God? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. There was divine intervention, and 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 God came down and put it in Steve. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, it but looks guess a lot what? like you get, you Arnold. Get, you get <laughs> to be the ancestor of all. You know, <sighs> well, are we going multi? You know, is the just the human species, or I think no. I mean, the multiverse is every. Would be wow. Well, fuck, who knows? Well, I'm going to start worshiping Steve. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Does he dress like Liberace, but in, <laughs> but in buckskin? You fucking know it. Mm. He looks a lot like Versace. Buckskin Liberace. Man, if I was still buying URLs, that'd be a fucking... I don't know what we would do there, but... I don't know either. It'd be a t-shirt idea for sure. Jack would know what to do. Jack, yeah, for sure. He would understand. Um, I'm not calling I, him out. I'm just saying I think he'd know what to do with that or URL. We, just, we don't have to have a URL. We can just... It'll be the name of our new band. Yeah, oh, nice. Buckskin Liberace. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be some synth in that band. Oh, for sure. Or oh, organ. For sure. And some, well, there's organ. In that. There's a lot of organ in that band. <laughs> there's really just one, but. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, I'm just, I was. <laughs> I only eat raw organ meat. Yeah, exactly. I don't advise that. That's a weird texture. <clears throat> oh, man. I, I like to. You're welcome. Let me just let me just get one yeah. step closer to the bottom. I'm okay. an organ grinder, <laughs> and uh, and now we're there, and we can move on. You're really combining all <laughs> the facets. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, there's certain I, how this stuff never gets worked out um, is kind of beyond me. Like the 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 thoughts that go behind linking all of these kind of they're just random subjects, but they all really are doing with like how well you can construct your reality based off of what other people are believing and doing and what you believe and do I, and this is really hard like if you ask, like what do you believe you just ask somebody outright like what do you what do you believe about the world and if anybody says i know run like <laughs> right like uh, to have strong convicted beliefs i think is the most terrifying thing on the planet to meet somebody who is like convinced that they're correct and that this is the way x is the way um did you watch the murder among the Mormons on Netflix by oh, any chance? Yeah. It's it's pretty fucking wild. That thing took more turns than the Tiger King. No shit. It's like he did what? Oh, the fuck is going on right now? And you've heard about you know the bomb, the car bombings. Mm -hmm. So this whole I, I read a book a long time ago, and it was before I think a lot of this got sessed out. And I so even, I had no idea what was going on. Oh, uh, okay. So, so this is all new for it was you. Full on, like whoa. Yeah, I think this. Um, there's a book called The Mormon Murders, and it was yeah. basically you know on that premise, but it didn't even it didn't go anywhere near the detail that this documentary did. It was bananas. Oh, it's so weird. I watched that purely because I know that that entire cult is but completely off the rocker yeah in more ways than you can shake a stick at so i was like this is gonna be real good yeah <laughs> whatever this is about this is gonna be fantastic I, and then i turned it on i'm like this is insane i mean i really <laughs> do recommend people go watch stuff like this to just see human behavior at the height of absurdity yeah how far down the rabbit hole can you get of going down more rabbit holes so do you know who the hoffman guy is mark hoffman no. So 
He's so color me ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and do just, a quick rundown. Okay, yeah. so um, there's a guy, um, Mark Hoffman, who he 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 basically works in the trade of antique documents, documents that fortify or certify, you know, different things. And he had tons. He had like Abraham Lincoln and Washington, George Washington, and then he had a bunch uh, from Joseph Smith. So he would you know, find these documents in old bookstores or old books, and he mm-hmm. would sell them to the Mormon church, and they would kind of verify what's going on with their belief system. Ostensibly, all these people are Mormon. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, there, there's supposed to be this letter. It's called, like, the White Salamander letter, and it's supposed to be, like, Joseph Smith's first premonition was from a white salamander as opposed to... Maroni. Dip- yeah. Maroni. <laughs> He's he sh- an Italian. <laughs> he showed me the gold tablets. <laughs> so there's so there's this premise. And then Okay, so now did anybody look up yet like what the white salamander is supposed to represent spiritually or or which drug it's associated with? This is where it gets better. Yeah, okay. Well, so this is so if you go back, this is kind of a side subject that they didn't talk about in the documentary, but Originally, there's there's evidence that they used uh, doTERRA or angels' bells in original religious experiences in in um, Mormonism. Okay, and that, that's where you get like there's a lot of writings that talk about these really extreme psychotic things happening, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of goes away. And then people are questioning why aren't we having these religious experiences anymore? And so it goes, that's a different one. Because we stopped poisoning you. Yeah, we quit giving <laughs> well, you the fucking terrible fucking psych- induced psychosis, hallucinogenic. And we didn't do what Joseph Smith did the first time, which is kidnap people and not feed them. <laughs> sure. I mean, that'll induce a little bit of psychosis, but. A tiny bit. Like. Um, so it goes to, like, the church is, like, trying to buy this one document off them. The, Mac- the McClellan collection is supposed to be something that refutes the to original. Hide, to hide this shit. Yeah, the, to, it refutes all this stuff, and they're trying to purchase this thing from him, the, these documents. And they've purchased a couple things. He's making a lot of money off of these documents okay. from the Mormon church. And he is Mormon, technically. Yeah. Until some bombs go off in Salt Lake City murdering like on the day he's supposed to sell these things one blows him up one blows the guy up that's like evaluating um they're supposed to evaluate and and certify that these are the right documents yeah and then a third one to a random person that was intended for somebody else something like that yeah yeah um and so uh oh no no the one was intended for someone else was actually the one he used apparently in himself so they go through this investigation like who the fuck did this like this doesn't make any sense this is a really weird thing the cops are super confused yeah because there's like anyway the guy's blown up he's in the hospital he doesn't die but the other guy does and this other random person dies and so they're trying to figure out what's going on and finally some guy goes hey i saw a guy walk in a box up to this building wearing a green letterman jacket and they're like well that's mark hoffman for sure that's the guy he has this green letterman jacket that's him to a t and then he just comes clean on everything. He's like, "Yeah, I've been forging documents basically my entire life. Like this is this was totally be, unglued. Yeah, this I, I was this was going to be my masterpiece because I was going to try to alter the history of the Mormon Church. Like that was his entire goal. And he was being found out because he couldn't forge these documents fast enough. And so he was like, "Well, I got to kill people." <laughs> well, that's what I think of when I can't write quickly enough. <laughs> full murder full on crazy. And this guy, like, I mean, he he had documents that were supporting other documents that could be, like, 
cross examine to oh no well this one has that and this one has that and they're the same and they came from different dealers so they must be legit wow i mean he was a good enough forger where the fbi certified one of the documents as legit yeah oh like it's crap like that you're so going, when what? he's no. a child he yeah. he alters a nickel or something a dime mm-hmm. and makes it look like this really rare coin and he sends it off to the treasure to be certified and they certify it as genuine so he he's like he's 14 his skill level in forging is so extreme that most people, it took him like a decade to figure out how he did most things because he's yeah. so far ahead. It's so good that wow. there are documents out there that they're positive he made that they yeah. don't know they can't prove. if they can ever undo. Yeah. I mean, like forging George Washington's signature, like uh, there, there's a lot of going on. And he's a like a master, a master handwriter. Yeah. Like he can copy anybody's handwriting. A, a true autodidact. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, it's and insane. A sociopath. And a total fucking lunatic. Like he's just like <laughs> a full on crazy man. The interview, when they're interviewing, his tone is so alarming. You're just like his lack of remorse. You're no like No empathy. Nothing. None. So what did you think about your family? Well, it's definitely worse for them than it is for me. Yeah. Or or <laughs> when was the first time you thought about killing somebody? Um Hmm. Well, I went and bought the materials for the bomb and yeah, probably that afternoon. Yeah, that's like, when I decided somebody's got to die. Well, <laughs> Bro, I think I would have thought about that a little bit more. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like, it's just a three, there's like three episodes in this thing that kind of covers it, and it's, it's, it's really it. fascinating. It's, it's a good time investment, yeah. just to find out how crazy people can be. Yeah, the white salamander. I just, it's, fuck, it's nuts. And to see what people do for belief, I think is the, or against belief, or whatever, like, it's an interesting factor in almost any human experience is like, what do you believe? And you're like, if, if you do believe in these like grandiose themes and, and stuff that's basically just handed down through tradition again, like when I was arguing that we need to hand down these skills and mm-hmm. assets through tradition, the most, of the, most of the bad tradition is just peer pressure from fucking dead people. It's like, believe in this shit. Otherwise yeah. it's going to haunt you. And well, and the crazy thing is with the skills that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like say, fire making mm-hmm. i mean how to fucking run how to swim yep. how to throw a thing those are skills that we've had for 50,000 years at least yeah. right mm-hmm. they've been around a lot longer than all the other shit right i mean that's for real i like to think of righteous belief <laughs> as a perpetual energy system like those people never seem to get tired of talking about the shit they believe in and trying to convert others. Talking about CrossFitters. Well, they're yeah. only doing it. They're only doing it in ten minute snippets. Well, if we're talking about CrossFitters, yeah, I thought it was eleven was the average. But well, um, so what is the fe- the feature is because I I tend to talk about all the things that I'm into. So I like yeah. I, I understand, although I'm not convinced of the things that I'm into. I'm just. You're just intimate that at that particular time. Sure. I mean, sometimes. I'm trying to figure out what they're for, and usually I talk about them often, like training you're, or You're whatever. like in neck deep water, where if you pick your feet up, you could tread, but you could always put your feet down and be like, nah, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I've uh, like, maybe I have a hard time convincing myself, and I think this is where most people get to, is they can't convince themselves. So if they can convince somebody else, then that person can then return and convince them. Yeah, but how you're <laughs> feeling is a far... More normal human reaction to beliefs, right? I mean, when a lot of indigenous peoples are presented with other religious ideas, mm-hmm. what's their first reaction? Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, another one for the Pantheon. 
cool story, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can almost see the similarities like, in the right, story, sure. right? You know, you tell that to a Catholic person, they're like, the fuck you just say? Yeah, well, that, that's kind of the weird thing. It's like, I think people that are kind of balanced about a, like an overarching belief system, you could go crazy with it and think like, my thoughts on the universe are that it is pure creation uh, not that I think there's a personal creator because I think that's a, like a big assumption. And especially I kind of think about it like we're the microorganisms of another being, right? So we make up this planet and that planet is the actual being that's having a conscious experience. Just like we have microbes that make us up that are having their own experience in our bellies or wherever they're at. So it's just like my feature is this is like you know the russian doll universe kind of deal where there's like these levels of complexity and the level that we're at is the only level that we can actually recognize because we're too small like an ant can't recognize a black hole it just doesn't have the the wherewithal to be able to get that that we know about and bacteria such and such like their universe is like oh my god look how big the universe is if there's like a trillion bacteria around you the gut is an enormous universe i mean isn't that how they describe string theory like yeah 12 12 an, yeah dimensions, an ant yeah. you know like spinning around a cable doesn't know it's spinning around a cable it just thinks it's on this flat plane it doesn't understand that there's this wraparound right. concept right and if there's if there's other dimensional qualities to this thing we're just stuck with our perception that we're stuck with and it's it's humbling but also kind of inspiring at the same time like how far can you get beyond the normal human perception you know how how, how can you like punch through to something that is just maybe a, a level ahead of what you should be able to conceptualize um and that's a weird belief but it doesn't really change uh, maybe it does. It does inform how I act because I'm humbled by it. It doesn't force a presumption that then makes you interact with the world differently. Right. And if other people don't believe that viewpoint, because it's... You it's, just shrug, like, eh. Yeah, and I go, okay, you don't see it. Oh, because well. your perception... You don't have to, like, proselytize <laughs> to them. No, no, it's just, like... Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It's like I arrived at that this place based off of these thoughts and my interaction looking up. It, purely. That's like kind of all it is. Um, I didn't read about it. Nobody told me about this. It's just like conceptually, well, I was informed by s some drugs too, but that, that like the sensation that came from it, and maybe that's why it's like a mind-altering experience is because it allowed me to see the world differently. But back to what we were saying before, that's a personal interaction with a thing that then informs an opinion that you now have, right? Right. As opposed to, I don't like hunting because I don't think sure. people should kill shit. Have you ever killed anything? Nope. <laughs> okay. Not Let's try this again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Or they do by just existing and they just don't take like intentional um, part in the killing. Which is way worse. I think it's way worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, would yeah. you rather be, uh, it's, and this go back to the sociopath guy, would you rather know that he did it on purpose or all this shit happened by accident? I was like, what's more reassuring? I, they're both terrifying to some degree, but the accidental thing just means somebody's not paying attention and doing a lot of harm. Yeah, I'd rather somebody be doing something on purpose. The intention is focused. Like, no, however, however, like terrifying it is to meet sociopaths or these people that just don't have the same software. But you can pattern people that are doing things on purpose. Yes, you can't really pattern retards that are. I mean, <laughs> just, just blowing like clunking, shit up clunking around the world. 
Yeah, the unintentional shit is really disarming. It's terrifying. Um, yeah, I don't. So the belief stuff for me is like, okay, does that inform what else I do? And it kind of does, right? I'm going to work in a certain manner and create relationships that are like in in perspective to this order that I see in the universe. And a, that informs maybe my relationships and my experience. But I think a lot of people take that belief system and they extrapolate it. And if somebody doesn't match it, they can't match other things with it. Right. So if like, oh, if you don't believe in a one true creator, then you're blasphemous and I need to kill you. And you're like, how how we came can, to that can is bizarre. I just be blasphemous and um, you give me a pass on the kill me part. <laughs> you can just go live on an island. So I don't even think they'll you're allowed to do that because you, like the the sense is that you need to eradicate anybody Any that doesn't unbelievers. Know. Yeah. Uh, huh. Which is which is most. That's, religions even a hundred years ago were like of this sort. That's really a cool way to look at it. <laughs> uh, but this is this is where it, where it gets like it gets interesting because if you're going like how do you change your belief system like what what do you do? Drugs. <laughs> a drugs or I mean you have a, you. <laughs> Have well, a lot of conversations with people that you don't necessarily agree with. I mean, do you do, but sometimes maybe you don't realize that you don't agree with somebody and that might be the best way. It's like, yeah, just try listening to people. There's a lot of people waiting to talk, right? Mm. Waiting. <laughs> I, there's a lot of people talking. And waiting to talk. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I don't know. It's like, I think about it a lot just because I think if you can, if you can alter or modify, you know, the foundation of your, your belief structure, then you can ultimately tap into altering your behavior. Because one kind of, this, this is alarming. I read this the other day. 45% of your behavior is subconscious. Well, that makes sense. I mean, humans. It totally does. Humans packetize stuff, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. how our brains can function in this ridiculously oversaturated yeah. <laughs> world that we live in yeah. um we have to packetize crap like that's how yeah. people believe that they can multitask which, so, which you can't so you have no. to be doing shit un, like subconsciously for sure that's the only way to get things done yeah. is to move them off but which means you have to change your habits that and, means half of you is not really you it's just a bad heuristic or a heuristic of some sort like you're setting yourself up that half of your actions are not you deciding to make those actions. But this makes total sense because every time I buy a new computer, the operating <laughs> system takes up about half the fucking memory that it comes with. So, so yeah, they're just basing it on, you know, you it's know, just human. a computer model. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it, uh, yeah. I, so this is the, this is, this would be where you run into like how important trauma is in behavior. Uh-huh. Um, because it's something happened, whatever that is, and it's informing your future decisions based off of your past experiences. Sometimes that can be good. Like, man, I'll never put my hand over that fire again because I've got a third degree burn on my thumb or whatever. And some of them are bad. In my case, it's like, I don't want to talk to humans because I've had too many poor experiences with them, which isn't a good heuristic. It's a bad, it just, you, I need to recategorize. And this is what I work to do is like, I think all humans are fucking terrible to some degree. And I just try to get to the ones that aren't so terrible. Most of them aren't worth knowing, but some of them are. 
And it's like, how do I find the ones that are worth knowing? How do I select for them without getting rid of the ones that aren't worth so knowing? So a greater percentage those? of the new people that you do encounter are worth knowing as yes. opposed to the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to... Like, oh, that was rhetorical. Yeah, I'm just trying, was, to, yeah. I'm trying to build <laughs> in like, these... That's why I brought you guys in the damn room. <laughs> yeah, like, how do, I fe- how do I... Like, okay, so we have selection methods. Like, Multiple if somebody's, somebody's dishonest, get them the fuck out of here. Like, I don't... There's no mm. reason to be dishonest. I don't... There's no reason to really lie about anything, whether that's your dreams, desires, faults, things that... You, your past experiences. Like, it's all interesting to me. Um, I had a really funny uh, interaction with a client um, a couple weeks ago, and I was I was making him do a push up, and we were talking about like the technical aspects of a, a good push up, and he just started laughing, and I was like, "Oh, what happened?" And he goes, oh, "I just, man, I haven't done a push up since prison," and I was like, in my head, I just like, okay, how do I get to the question without just like, see- what'd you do? Yeah, it was like without seeming desperate to find out what the reason was. I was really curious, but I was also kind of alarmed. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know this about this person, and I did not see that coming. And it was just like, uh, oh, right on. Well, did you do lots of push-ups? Like, because your push-ups suck now. And I was like, did you like? Did you burn out on them? What, like, what, what the deal? And he told me a little bit about it. And I was like, cool. What did you go to prison for? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> And he was like, well, it's one of those funny things. He's like, I was just really into the green movement before other people were into the green movement. And they didn't like how much money I had. So, oops. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you just were growing weed and, you know, at the wrong time. And he's like, yeah, it's really fucked up because now it's like, oh, we're doing so much good for the world and corporations are behind it. And now it's like, man, we're we're healing people through the, this medicinal use of marijuana. And he's like, when I did it, it was like, oh, you're a drug dealer. You're going to prison for a long time. And you're like, fuck. Like, and, what do you do? And they refuse to expunge any of those, you know, felony charges. Uh, right. But uh, we're rewriting all <laughs> kinds of history. And right yet. Now. And yet. <laughs> you go to prison. Well, I, I just actually this. it's more. I think it's more about paying taxes. Sure. I think he said it had more to do with the money he had. Well, yeah, because the government cares about their money, not about you. Right. Correct. There was, you know, something about the rewriting of history that mm-hmm. just popped into my head. Um, I was reading an article. It might have been on the Intercept, but it was about the Weather Underground. Oh yeah. Um, or maybe oh, it was the Reason. App? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should mention it. <laughs> um, but it's it's remarkable what th- that movement did, mm. and where many of those people ended up. Dude, oh yeah. I mean. A lot of college professors. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a bunch which is of, pretty fucking wild. There's a bunch of like kind of wild shit from the near past where you're going. A lot of these people are really influential. Like a lot of the Earth First yes. people. Oh yeah, yeah. like a Sierra Club. You do yeah. fucking what now? You run what department in what state? Yeah, you literally just didn't happen to get caught as an eco terrorist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're all right. I'm confused. Well, or the, the woman who put a bomb in the Senate. Yeah. And now she's on retainer or something for them? <laughs> she's tried to kill you guys. Some of you were there. I, I think, yeah, a lot of this, like, I mean, who knows how it happens? History is so full of, like, I, yeah, there's a lot of money involved. Money. But history is full with such, like, I, I mean, 
fucking atrocities. Like human beings, if you if you go back and look at what human beings have done just in the past hundred years, it's kind of fucking alarming. I'm I'm in the middle of reading the Bang Bang Club. Ooh, book. Mm-hmm. Have you read that? Uh-uh, I haven't. It was specifically for photographers in South Africa. Okay. They captured the last four-ish years of apartheid. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. From inside the hostels. Um, oh, no shit. Holy shit. The atrocities that are... Oh, my God. Like, what some of those photographers watched. Yeah. Like, there used to be a way of killing people. One was called a necktie. Yeah. Where they would put a tire around them and light it on fire. Yep. That was the uh, that was the UDP oh, that did that. It's insane. The United that, Democratic Party, whatever. It's bananas. No, Unaroyal Dunlop Pirelli. That's uh, oh my god. That was that that political movement. Yeah, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. You know, you you hear some of this stuff and you're yeah. going, "What happened?" Like, I, and you guys were just. I mean, that was in 1994. No, well, this is what I don't it's 25 get. 25 years about ago. Like the 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 canceling thing, I get. Like, yeah, we should fucking cancel people who are shitty. Um, Why? Well, I mean, like, we shouldn't. Look, for for me, okay. So, for instance, the cat in the hat stuff, like from Doctor oh, Seuss, right? You know, for, an, for like just as an example. No, no. What I'm talking about is God canceling, like Rush Limbaugh. That's cool. Still, the ultimate why, why canceling. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Like people now that, I understand. Right. <laughs> I thought you meant... Okay. No, what I, I'm not saying like, oh, deplatform because I don't like his ideas. Yeah. I'm saying like, let's get rid of people with shitty ideas, but the only way you can do that is by listening to their ideas. Like, it's a yeah. catch-22. I, I need to know like what the grand dragon of the KKK thinks because he's a fucking idiot and I need to know where the idiots are. As we've seen the last... 1100 years mm-hmm. you really can't kill an idea with swords or bombs no it doesn't fucking work well so this is uh, that uh, when we we're talking about killing thing the first uh killing animals and killing um like complex things and and meriting it on sentience yeah sentience or, or you know complexity of conscious experience or whatever one of the things that i think um is a belief system to some degree is an idea. So to kind of like I call, and this is just how I've become comfortable with these terms, is when I call like a spirit something in a human, you can call it soul, you can call it essence, pneuma, anima, like whatever you want to call it, great, fine. What I think it is, is just the idea of you. Yeah. Right? Like it's... It's your conscious brain's way of grasping what you are. And other people, what their idea is of you. Right, your spirit, the spirit that lives yeah. on, is how they talk about you like after you die. That's why your spirit is immortal to me. That's like it's a practical way of saying like whatever you do in this world, you'll be known for. And and it it doesn't mean it's immortal. It just means it's eternal as long as it's being the idea is being talked about. So if this idea is pervasive, right? The idea of you is pervasive. It goes on through generations. You can't you can't kill you. The idea of you by just physically removing your body. You have to kill the idea. And depending on the the sentience of the idea, that's important. If the idea is thought of to be good, it's really hard to kill, especially if you've convinced yourself that it's good. So the idea of you is held up by your belief system, and that belief system is held up by other people's belief system. So it's this, you need to kill certain ideas in yourself. Like, 
you can't kill it in other people. You have to convince them to kill it themselves. Yeah. It's got to start inside. Mm. The growth, right? Or change. <laughs> the cancer. Or difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's the, I, conceptually, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because um, I agree with you. It's like the, the canceling thing is so fucking, like the, the deplatforming, I'll say. Canceling is going, that idea is stupid. And that person is not worth listening to. So just turn it off. They can still talk. The deplatforming thing, I don't understand. It's such a shallow thing to do interaction-wise, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. cool. So I don't want to hear this thing. So not only am I going to not hear this thing, I'm going to make sure I nobody can hear the thing. Yeah. Interesting. I, I go back and forth on it, like a couple different um, ways about it. Like I, I understand like it's a, it's in part for the first time, masses of people have influence, especially when they band together. So it's not much different than the, like the um, uh, whatever uh, GameStop thing, right? Oh, we can do this and we can like, push our weight around and you know whenever people flex power it's kind of in the wrong direction so we use this shaming this kind of shaming thing publicly to kind of feel like we have power and that's that's really what we don't have a handle on um because it gets out of control i think um because we're not in control of 50 percent of what we do our behavior and therefore we want to dictate (laughs) Or, other or people's maybe, behavior. Or maybe none of it if we're just you know plugged into the matrix. Uh, sure, <laughs> and I, like I tend, which to, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't. I tend to go further and further that way towards like, man, a lot of what we're doing is just you know, uh, this is a good example of like, man, if how different you act if you don't feel well, hmm. and you don't have any control over that. Like you're cranky, you're this, you're tired, you can't sleep how quickly you actually change your personality a hundred percent if you're just sleep deprived. Right. That, and this is like, seen, okay. Seen that. Right. Exactly. Like you see this yeah. with everybody, or if you're hungry, like some people, if they haven't eaten for three hours, you know this, you're like, God, what the fuck that happened? Is, oh man. I feel like that's a habit though. That's habituation of, I'm going to be a pain in the ass. It, it, it's like, sure. Some, it's like some sort of childhood trauma that's mm-hmm. informing their action now. All right. If I'm going to be a pain in the, pain in the ass then i'm gonna get some food <laughs> it, it should be but i also think like it's they're an adult temper tantrum oh for sure yeah it, being it, hangry it's a grown-up temper tantrum. ridiculous uh, it is um to me to me i think no i think to a lot of people i mean if you don't know how if you're not aware i'm just making sure people know that if you're hangry in front of me i'm gonna think you're an idiot sure <laughs> i i mean i'll <laughs> laugh but uh, and I, I've even seen Mark get pretty angry. <laughs> Mark, well, I used to like pinpoint it on jobs. I think I've seen that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you need to eat something. Like, I still think it's ridiculous. This is, this is turning. This is turning. A, it's gonna you're, go you're making different decisions. And we know this about judges. Judges make different decisions after lunch than before lunch. And yep. you're like, I want to schedule after. How is anything in this world thought of to be acceptable when that kind of pe- the people at those positions that have that kind of influence over somebody else's life can just be d- dictated on whether they had a fucking sandwich or not. Yeah. I mean, this is what makes me not trust so much of the world. Like 
mostly not and and probably to be a little bit insecure about my own decision making i think yeah like what what poor decisions have i made in the past that could have been different had i just had a snickers bar <laughs> yeah if i just <laughs> ate i mean i don't really have hunger <laughs> I, like i don't i can i can be pretty both you and i do surprise fasting right like i can go oh how many times have we been in here and then or okay let me rephrase that how many times have i been in here on a friday and kind of like almost fallen off of a piece of equipment and then yeah. finished the workout oh yeah I i'm like oh man i was i only got ate anything today yeah whoops <laughs> what'd you do a lot yeah yeah whoops. been running for two hours <laughs> i mean that kind of stuff i i like that feeling because it makes you pay a little bit more attention when you're on the kind of the raggedy edge yeah um I think my bad decision-making has been based off of... It's also a pro-stressor. Sure. I think mine is based, based off of uh, bad belief systems. Not eating or... No, about like what I think about the world at, <laughs> yeah. at the time. Um, I think that has really held up... I don't know and how to say this, but like when I look back, I can't even pinpoint the bad belief but I don't believe what I did even five years ago. So something has changed, but it's like, it's so hard to identify what I actually changed. Does that make sense? Does it matter? I think so. Because if I can pinpoint it, I can, I can like look for other features that are like that. And so I can get more predictable behavior out of myself. So for instance, like, I don't know, um, when looking, you know, uh, business relationships, all these, when looking for those kinds of things, how do you certify that somebody is worth trusting and somebody like, uh, you know, if yeah, my like, belief system was poor, I'd made bad decisions. Instead of going from step A to step P, mm -hmm. you want to be able to go from step A to D and get the same conclusion. Right. Yeah. Without, without any of the messiness in between. Yeah. I just want a, a good way. And, and I think you can feel it, right? Like you can feel when somebody's kind of skew and they could trick you. Sure. But, just leave money out all the time. I, well, here's, I don't think it's like that kind I, of trust issue. It's I'm like... Um, being ridiculous there. Yeah, but it's... I mean, you're coming up with something, right? Yeah. Like there's... Um, you're just trying to get shortcuts into people's personalities and their behaviors. What I found, this is like legitimately what I think um, is important. Um, it depends on what kind of debt you have. Like your behavior is largely oh, yeah. dictated we by your debt, this. right? As, as like a yeah. man, like, that, like unmanageable debt. Yes. Not yeah. like mortgages. No, 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 not asset, mm, not yeah. asset leverage, but like actual debt. Credit from, card debt, yes. gambling debts. Exactly. Yeah. Social debts. Yeah. The, the closer somebody is to the maximum APR and compounded interest rate, the worst decisions they make. God, I don't even know what those are, and I don't want to find out so what they what, are. So, twenty four percent compounded interest? You do that on twenty grand? Do, like you can do the math on that, and what you're paying a month? Yeah, you're stuck. And this is this is a feature of leverage that I don't think we recognize very often. Is like, man, you make really poor decisions when you're leveraged incorrectly. And so, for me, that's one of the things that I'm looking for in some people. Is like. A, their ability to admit and be honest about their leverage and and then their approach to handling it. Because I've been one of those people who has had that kind of leverage against me. And I can tell you, you don't make good decisions. And so I can tell on other people that you're trying to deal with, if you're leveraged incorrectly, 
man, when I need to count on you for something or I need to trust you with something, are you going to handle it in a way that puts the decision over your own circumstances? Yeah. As opposed to trying to counter the leverage, gain an advantage to help a, help a circumstance that you probably could get helped out yeah. just by asking. Desperation is a motherfucker. Yeah. I was just talking about some shit. <laughs> Mark's All back right. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Mark ran a lot. Just uh, needed some energy out. No, just had to go see the tweaker out in the parking lot. Oh, is that what? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, I saw you take it, and I was like, what? I want to go. I, should. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> no more tweaker? No more tweaker. Okay. He's now uh, left the property. But you came back full, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just here. <laughs> crack, crack. Oh. It's more eventful than <laughs> I thought it was going to be. He's, no, he's actually still like, on the property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, had, it, had it been me, it was like, happened have it. I had 11. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. I don't know what you want them. No. Anyways. No, he has 11. All of them. Uh, or 22. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a it's a weird conundrum. I don't know where I'm at with any of this stuff. It's just stuff I'm working through. Well, it's better to work through it and be thoughtful about it, and consistently be kind of background checking your own subconscious. Yeah. Than it is to just gleefully go through life being handed target coupons in the mail. What do you what do you think your like worst personality attribute is that you would describe for yourself? Like what do you find most disagreeable about yourself? I can get that you haven't changed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I assume that was the mm. case. <laughs> um I can definitely become I don't know, interactive with stuff that I shouldn't be because I should be focused on something else. Like I lose focus on something. Uh, I'm like a shiny object type yeah. of like, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it attention deficit because it's fucking laziness for not having the ability to be like, no, I need to do this. Mm. But I can really do that. I can also become deeply like not addicted because there's no real sure need. Obsessed. Type of, I can become obsessive about stuff yeah. like overnight. Mm. pretty quickly do you think that's one of, and this is why you can't fix it because that's also like a feature like the flaw becomes a feature because it gets you good at things and you actually appreciate being good at things yeah and I like to be good at shit I, yeah. I mean I like to fucking yeah, win yeah. you know I do I, just, I like to win I right? fucking, it is to my detriment I mean there's like there's a reason that it's a haha joke here that mm-hmm. I go redline because I fucking go redline because I don't know how to not go <laughs> redline because I like to win. I don't know how to not try to win. Right? Yeah. Regardless of circumstance. Yeah. Like, all right, somebody's in here that, you know, competes in CrossFit or is XYZ. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. I'm going to still try. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I'm 160 pounds. I can lift that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. And what was that workout we did where I was with you and Jack? Oh man! With the presses, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was super brilliant of me. <laughs> I'll just do the same way, Michael. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fucking that little, was, was little long arm. Fyf that he left for us. Long armed idiot. The press ladder till failure or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic idea. Yeah. But the, like that's that is a personality trait that's definitely put me into situations I probably shouldn't have been in. Sure. Cuz it's bad. Right? Um I think I'm now thinking about it. I probably also have an overly optimistic view of the things that I can accomplish. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not hyper realistic about stuff sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I got that. Interesting. Regardless of oh, what's going on. I oh, mean, I've probably fallen the underside of that. I don't think I can do probably as much as I should be able to. Like I kind of un- underwhelm myself sometimes, even though I do take a lot on, I don't know where I line up on that. I yeah. feel like I'm under that, but maybe I am over it. And that's why it's a fucking, maybe. It's that's tough. why it's a bad reflection. It's like tough to pinpoint tangibly, you know, those things. Yeah. But the, like the hard part about that stuff is the same so- sort of thing. And I'm not putting myself in this category. I'm just, it just came to mind. Mm. The same sort of thing that makes people champions at a sport. Mm-hmm or masters at a craft or, you know, super fast at an event mm-hmm. is the same sort of detrimental personality trait that's, that can hurt them. Right. Yeah. Like you're really riding this, this fine edge of pissing people off and being fucking really, really good at a thing, whatever the thing is. I don't know. <laughs> laziness laziness yeah I, th- fuck man i think i'm lazy too and it drives me crazy i have all the same shit that you guys have except i would say that you're taller than us <laughs> <laughs> i i think probably what's bothering my attribute that i probably can't get rid of um I'm getting, how do I put it? I think that I'm getting too quick to like cut relationships. It's like, I almost can make a decision right from the get go, whether somebody is worth it or not. And I'm I'm probably not right, but I go with that. Like I can just cut it and be like, no, there's no energy going into that. Um, yeah, I think that is what is a little bit off. I don't know what else. I have that lazy thing. I I have the I I, I get fucking ADD too, and just like oh next thing, oh next thing, and it drives me crazy because I also like to be good at stuff. But it's not even like next thing. It's and that thing. Right. Yeah. All of it. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. I'm like picture, 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 and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm taking a picture. I want to. I'm gonna use the bow. And I'm like shooting the bow and I'm like, oh fuck, I was supposed to be taking pictures. <laughs> so I, I, mine is like, ah, oh, I want to play the guitar. I was like, but I also want to get this drum and then I want this other drum and then I want this hurdy-gurdy and then I want to learn cello. And like now there's like, you know, a hundred instruments in my house. All of a sudden you look like a bluegrass band by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. I just want a one man band outfit. It's like you're wearing one of those harmonica like neck sure. things. Yeah. And- I would be super into that. <laughs> I'm getting you one. God damn it. I just can't, like when you were looking around for the hurdy-gurdy thing the other day, I was laughing just at the (laughs) fact that there's the cheap version that's kind of accessible and then there's the ones 
from the, ancient times yeah or whatever they are like, why does it cost five thousand dollar you know why oh, is it or because ben franklin made it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it was yeah. probably made by mark hoffman it's just a forgery yeah <laughs> attributed to ben franklin right which but would, certified by the FBI, so it's almost like he did if it. it's the same and you don't know, does it matter? But I was going to say, if it's if it's as good as he is purported to be able to forge, it doesn't matter. Like it's high Ooh. quality, and you know, if an expert can't tell a forgery, is it a forgery? It's only intrinsic value at that point, right? Like, is it fake if everybody who would know thinks that it's real? Yes, still fake, but that's okay. I, Man, I mean that goes with personalities too. Then, <laughs> yeah. See, what time is but, and fake people are no fun. About five thirty. We're good. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna say you mentioned this earlier about the um, the invite free thing, and so oh yeah yeah the winter song is invite only, and yeah. there's no specific cost to participants except getting your fucking ass there housing yourself but you're going to be fed right so funny enough we've planned our next symposium oh shit yep and it'll, it'll be april 23rd yes to the 25th so 24th 25th um bring a tent <laughs> we are not there's charged. some there's a whole bunch right up the street i'm yeah. sure you could just mark keep... those are tarps okay yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> next level shit right there i know they're really really you know trying to go light up Look, in there if you bring a tarp i will give you a gift they're yeah. just they're carrying on traditional survival techniques yeah. using plastic blue tarps <laughs> the great blue tarp yeah <laughs> so our deal for this next one because i think i'm fairly excited about it is we're not going we're not charging for it at least in the monetary sense mm -hmm. so um i think we've decided 25 people are allowed um it's merit-based so we have some requirements like the crossfit games uh no <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to wear a Reebok. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is skin tight. Yeah. So we'll release, um, I guess we could talk about the details, but we're going to release those this week. And so maybe this goes out with it or not. But. I mean, I'd like to mm -hmm. know. So now that I'm being interviewed, we're requiring <laughs> three diets. Three diets? Yeah, three diets. Yeah. So what was that guy's book, Fitzgerald? Oh, uh, uh, Diet Cults. There we go. Okay. So. Yeah. So we're going to. This is one. Three different cults. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, uh, and the reason being, so the reason to have these kind of like to these removals of the consumption mm -hmm. um, is so that people can have a different conversation than what they're prepared to have. So the preparation is. Prepared now to have. Yeah. The, yeah. the more important thing for us, other than, you know, paying the bills or being able to cover the cost of this thing, is to be able to have something have an event that has the power to change people, right? Change your opinion, change your mind, change whatever, change yeah. us. Yeah. So in order for those people to be in those state, we need them sensitized to where they're at and where they want to go. The first consumption diet is based off of media input. So we're going to ask that two weeks before that people remove all entertainment and uh, news cycles and social media in order to sensitize himself to their own worldview from their perspective, not somebody else's perspective. That's the first one. And there's more specifics on it that we'll, we'll get into, but that that's kind of the, 
the gist of the first diet. The second diet is a nourishment diet, um, which means food and water that you take in. So we're only asking that two weeks before people eat foods that nourish them, that are good for their well-being and their objectives that they're going after. So that it's a intentional diet, not a <clears throat> diet based off of mouth pleasure or satisfying their mind, which is like, you know, emotional food, all this stuff. So we're not telling people how to eat. We're just telling them that they need to eat in a way that supports their objective. And it should purely be on nourishing what they need, not satisfying. But also if, you know, we're asking people then to consider, you know, what they take in mm -hmm. Um, and where it fits in that sort of description. Is this yeah. a mouth pleasure? Do I just eat this because I like the taste? Right. Do I eat this because, or excuse me, drink this because it gets me all jacked up? Mm -hmm. um, do I, you know, or is it do, like I ate this because it was here? Like, is this convenient? Is this for pleasure? Does it, and, and then sort of measure it in a relationship to, you know, to whatever journey you're on. Yeah, not or to objective for, you might be. For somebody to find the questions about their own intake and consumption, I think is the most important part. Yeah. A good a good example of that is like, are you using salt because you're low on the actual substance? Or are you using it to make your food taste a certain way? Like, is it palatability? Is it pleasure or is it necessity? And that goes with anything like spice and sugar and all of these things. Are you using sugar or carbohydrate in a way that supports your effort and recovery and glycogen stores? Or are you using it a way that's pacifying, you know, something else that doesn't exist like satisfaction? So that that's the, the second consumption diet. The third consumption diet is substances. Aside from food, obviously things that help you wake up, things that help you go to sleep, things that help you keep you up during the day. Um, but also included that is to remove other behaviors that are kind of used as substances. So I include criticism as a substance because criticism is a substance that helps you mask the criticism of yourself by criticizing others. So like just paying attention to how that comes up and also all the other things that are abused and used. Um, so if you can agree to those terms, you're welcome to come here and have an experience. First 25 people that apply and actually uh, agree to those terms are fine. If there is options for some odd reason, if you're unable to remove substances or um, you know do one of the diets, there's a fee attached to each one of those things that you can't uh, accomplish on your own. So like life, I can just you know get in the HOV lane and yeah. pay if the you pay. fee. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, we, if I'm tie your way into heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to, you pay. You don't have to do any of the diet if you just want to pay the tax that goes along with it. That's fine too. And do burpees with me outside. Yeah, that'll well, that'll happen anyway. In a tent. Yeah. Or well, under a tarp. Sorry. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll put you well, in a tarp. It's called. I'll put you in a tarp. So. Yeah, you'll be you'll be in a tarp doing burpees yeah. Yeah. with me. We do have to be careful about Ooh. the tent thing because we're calling the symposium revival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we just need snakes and magic water. Ooh. It's gonna be great. And is a, this a, and a banjo quest or no? You have a banjo player. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Name actually, the instrument. You have a. Mm -hmm. Actually, we do have a banjo player. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that that's kind of where we're. Well, at. I guess we're set then. Yeah. If you've got banjo, you're ready to go. Well, yeah, because we because Devin has snakes. Oh shit. So oh. for sure. Oh my god. That's right. He's got a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Some yeah. really rare ones too. 
Yeah, we don't want rare. We they need to, you know, <laughs> they just need to be replaceable. Yeah, Whatever. Right. <laughs> nice. We can go get those up in the hills. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. Go for a walk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just a little it's gardener. Fucking sticks. warm enough out now. Right. No kidding. So April twenty third is the is the Friday evening. Yep. We'll have an event that night, and then sort of standard yep. procedure for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Although everybody will be highly sensitized, and I believe so. If yeah. they, you know, and we'll pass. And bit being a sort of a revival, we'll probably pass the hat. Right. It's possible. Okay. Kind of <laughs> just make it a big steel mixing bowl <laughs> instead of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pot that I cook some stuff in, too. Yeah. We could use that. Yeah. Soup pot. Drop your Bitcoin in here. <laughs> Just be, pass around a Venmo link. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does, Scan actually, this, please. <laughs> yeah. It's not far. It's yeah. not far off from, from where we're at culturally. Uh, no yeah. kidding. Scan <sighs> this. Here's your menu. Oh, Jesus. Forgot all about all that. Oh, and bring your papers. Yeah, whatever those are. Yeah, because I want to see rolling them. papers. Yeah. I was like, it's right. see, it's interesting. Take it as you may. I want to find it. out. Yeah, exactly. Directly. You mean the yeah. um, the the vaccination papers? Yeah, your proof of vaccine. It's not, oh, nothing's sh- going to change. I just want a photocopy and <laughs> put some white out. And <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> stay up with that subject. That's okay. I got to go coach a class anyway think Bullshit. right about now hmm. yeah it's about time it's about time to do some fitnessing and some exercising which is hyper important yeah <sighs> well i think we rambled for some good little bits there's some good stuff in there it could be i think we can ruminate <laughs> there's a new uh a new video up on ben oh. staley's um art and adventure youtube yeah. channel um thought a quick hit out to death valley or the aka the Fantasy Photographers League rendezvous. <laughs> Fantasy Photographers League. We're <laughs> and, in draft uh, mode. I, I pick Trevor in the next one. It's a part of my fantasy league. Yeah, I pick Randy Bly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's getting weird. Yep. Yeah. Well, it better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to live up to its reputation, it has to get pretty weird. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. Yeah, it's a cool vi- video. And he took some like unbelievably impressive photographs out there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Shout out to Staley. Yeah, well, I mean, homie's just got like this eyeball for it. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. It's like <laughs> a fucking weird. <laughs> Bonnie, you know, shot some fine mighty fine portraits. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, Milo, Milo shot like, too. I don't know, three sheets of film. Oh, did he really? Is well, she like f- w- oh. each being four by five. Right. So he took three is. pictures. I think so. <laughs> he took three, three pictures. Two of them Maybe. were of us in a group photo. Yeah. Actually, that picture of you holding that camera is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. that's. Uh, Those are fucking cool cameras, period. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it was funny. He was commenting. He's just like, yeah, made in 1928 and the shutter still fucking works. You're like, so... Yeah. Feel free to take it back. I don't want to drop it. Yeah. 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 Uh, He was trying to talk everybody into getting one. He's like, you know, they're not as expensive as you think. But they're really hard to find. They are. I I would. Well, yeah. I mean, so are like Model T's because they were made a (laughs) hundred years ago, dog. (laughs) I get it. Can you imagine though? Like, okay, this is a camera that was made in 1928 that, you know, still accurately, the shutter can accurately trip at a one thousandth of a second. And even That's on, why it was called a, a speed graphic, I think. That on a, on a, 
speed timer too. Yeah, uh, self self timer on it. Yeah, that somebody crazy. put some fucking work into that thing, and they've that's been dead of, for a long time. That's kind of yeah. nuts. It's really cool. That kind of stuff is really interesting. Well, we'll have to get Milo on the show. He's a fascinating dude. Oh he's, yeah, he's Art, so, art's really cool. Super fucking smart about every like thing that he's into. Um, yeah, we had some good times out there. So yeah, see that's so, that's the, com- com- that's the common thread. Hmm. Obsession uh, <laughs> amongst all the people here. Obsessive personality types. Well, what did Blair pointed out to be as black sheep was <laughs> her. She was assigning that we're all kind of black sheep. And so we're now we're our own flock. Yeah. Looking yeah. for a white sheep to roll around in the mud. Yeah. Co- yeah. <laughs> I think that's how I got black. Yeah. It's like got to do a tar pit. Couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. You got to be careful. That's black sheep face these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on, Trevor. I appreciate it. Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. That's Often. It's my usually. Make some, uh, <laughs> make some something. Let's make yeah. some art. Yeah. Do some sweating. <laughs> some working out. Yeah. Nice. We can. You can do a deadlift. Have I? Ah, oh, 2020. It's a new year. It's a new yeah. year. It's yeah. Time, time to get your deadlifting program back on. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. One. Just yep. uno. Just, uno deadlift per year. Yeah. I don't see a problem here. That's a max effort for the I, year. For the year, exactly. That's a PR for the year. Yeah. I PR'd my deadlift yeah. this year. I, perception I perception is reality. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. That, uh, what is it? 60 kilo? What do I have to do? I can't even remember. You got, you got a 70. No, you did 200. You did a... I think no. I pulled 275 that yeah, day. Yeah. Or, or 255. 255, Something yeah. like that. I think, yeah. I like kind of figure out. It didn't hurt me. So, you know, my couch is all right. Nice. 